0: Hello, I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp. Welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of biohacking, spirituality, wealth, and self development. Join me in exploring paths to health sovereignty, freedom, and ultimate well being with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the revolution. Hello, beautiful ones. I am so happy to have you here for a powerful new episode of Biohack Your Beauty, where we dive in to the fundamentals of healing from autoimmune disease and talk about the easy approach to resetting your metabolism. Dr. Krista Combs has been practicing Chinese medicine for over two decades. And in the last nine years has integrated functional medicine into her practice elevating her ability to help patients regain their health and to truly thrive through her own experience learning to manage a complex autoimmune condition Hashimoto's thyroiditis she eventually realized the need for reverence around the fundamentals for health Since then, she's seen for herself and hundreds of patients how her easy way method, which focuses on the foundations of healing, reduces the need for more complex treatment strategies, all giving the power back to the patient to direct their lives and increase their health span. Dr. Krista also offers listeners a generous free offer for her Building Immune Resilience, The Easy Way program. So make sure to listen all the way to the end. All right, my loves, on to the show.
1: Hello, Krista. How are you? Doing great. I'm so happy to be here with you, Dora.
0: I'm so happy <laughs> We just had a thirty-minute conversation about birds, pretty much, and that was amazing. So I feel like we started this off on the right foot.
1: <laughs> I agree. Yes. Love to. I always love meeting a fellow uh, birder. I know. Oh my gosh. I
0: just love your yeah your passion for it, and also your passion for the work that you do. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a really fun conversation. I hope so.
1: I expect so. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I want to start just by talking about your journey because you have had quite a journey and you have experienced autoimmune issues. You have become this incredible health practitioner. Maybe you can share a little bit about your personal journey with Hashimoto's for yourself and also how that influenced you to become the integrative health practitioner that you are, combining Mm. Chinese medicine and functional medicine.
1: Yeah, I've had quite a journey. And, uh, you know, it's probably similar to a lot of people. Uh, I have uh, been diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is the autoimmune thyroid, uh, one of the autoimmune thyroid diseases most common. In fact, it's considered the most common autoimmune disease on the planet, which is why I say, you know, I'm not alone here. Um, but it was a surprise to me. I uh, didn't get diagnosed until I was 42. And I'm going to be 51 here pretty soon. And uh, it, was, it was a giant surprise. Uh, when I look back now, I can see the fits and starts when it started in my 20s. But, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And uh, nobody told me any different. And even being in Chinese medicine and, and even having my foot in some of the Western medicine world, Uh, For all that time, nobody said anything. Nothing was clear. Uh, But then I started to uh, get further along in my practice, in my Chinese medicine practice. I've been doing that since 2001. And uh, a long time, over a couple of decades. And uh, I started becoming really, really uh, focused on helping women, in particular, with fertility issues. And I started noticing how frequently I was seeing Hashimoto's thyroiditis as being the big reason for having some fertility issues. it's not the only thing that was uh, autoimmune that was causing that but that was the big one and so I became very proficient with understanding how to diagnose it how to try to help it from a Chinese medicine perspective and all of a sudden here I am suffering with the same stuff even though it wasn't really fertility oriented because I wasn't trying to have children at the time but it did make sense why I never was able to have children mm. and uh, so finally, I, I got diagnosed. I had to force a physician to teach me that, uh, or that this was indeed what it was. And uh, the day I remember this very much, Dora, I'll never forget it. It was it was a May second in 2016. I'd just gotten out of the doctor's office. It was eight o'clock in the morning, and I had just had proof that it indeed was autoimmune. And I had a little cry in my truck. <laughs> maybe for like two minutes. And then I put on my big girl panties and I said, okay, I know what I have to do, let's just start. And so within a week, I went from being very depressive, could barely get out of bed in the morning. And I had just started my new clinic at the time, i like six months prior, and I had trouble getting out of bed just to go to see patients. I stopped crying, I, my brain fog uh, disappeared. I could start putting words in a lo- in a sentence again <laughs> without stumbling all over the place. And I finally got my life back, it felt like. And I was like, oh, my God, how can I not teach people this? This is incredible. And that's really what catapulted me heavily, heavily down the functional medicine, integrative medicine road. Really, it's a, it's a deep pit. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's a rabbit hole. It is a deep, deep rabbit hole that you just never want to get out of. Because once you start, it's just, a, it's just a fascinating journey. So I had been dabbling in it, but then I was like in it, in it. And I started doing all the uh, functional medicine um, courses through the Institute for Functional Medicine, so I became certified in that, which was no easy feat. And uh, then I've studied under Dr. Tatis Karazian. I've done all his stuff. Uh, I'm still in his mentorship program. It's just an ongoing journey. It is so joyful. You know how we love birds so much, <laughs> and I love cats. And I, you know, it's blissful like that to me. It, I, I can't imagine not continuing to learn all this stuff, reading more papers, uh, research papers, doing more courses. I do probably a course every week and, and it's just so fun. Mm. And, And often I say to patients that I'm, I'm playing, but, but, but it's like, it's for real.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, it's for real things trying to teach people these things. So yeah, it took me several years to really navigate how to manage Hashimoto's with more ease. And then this past year, everything just sort of fell into place. I just had all these ahas and everything started to click into place. And I went from really suffering with extreme weight on. I was, you know, 50 pounds heavier than I am now. um, And I just couldn't master it to that just went away really fast. Um, No more chronic pain, no more chronic brain fog. Uh, I just feel like I've de-aged by like six years easily. Uh, and you know, biohack your beauty. That's how you do it. You know, you do it with the fundamentals. And I know you teach this sort of thing. You believe in this sort of thing. Uh, and and that's what I walk. I walk the talk. Mm. And I I feel like almost like I'm an evangelist nowadays because I'm just like shouting it from the rooftop. Like you can do this too. It's not that hard. It's just different. It's not difficult. It's just different. And um, once people start realizing that, like dealing with autoimmunity, I don't know, it becomes almost effortless, you know, uh, t- to really master it. Maybe there's a bit more effort, but to really get good at it, it- it's pretty effortless. So that was my journey. Uh, it was a lot of suffering and trying to operate a functional practice, an integrative functional medicine, Chinese medicine practice at a really high level. By pushing myself through it was not a way to heal. Mm. you know often health practitioners I don't think we're really health practitioners. I think we're sick practitioners because we're sick, and we are trying to help other people elevate their health by making ourselves sicker. and um, I just stopped doing that this year. Mm. I just said no more. I had uh, I made some pretty concrete commitments to myself and in doing so became a much better practitioner for my patient, like by leaps and bounds. So, anyways, everybody's journey is what it's going to be, but mine was. Oh yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of suffering, and now there's not. Now there's not. I love it. <laughs> May I ask you,
0: what was the catalyst for you? Was it the diagnosis, or what was the thing that made you say, "This is different"? but I'm going to do it anyway.
1: You mean functional medicine? What made me do functional medicine?
0: Well, what made you, because you said like with, when people have this condition, it can be so debilitating. It can be so challenging and people have to make a choice, right? Are they going to do the things that are different in order to feel better? And so what for you was that? Thing that made you decide I'm going to do it, even though it was
1: different? That's a super insightful question. Thank you. Yeah. Making me think. I just wanted to have an incredible life. Mm. And very quickly, when I hit my 40s, <clears throat> everything started to go south really mm. fast. And I just felt like I was, you know, going down a, a you know, toboggan hill on a toboggan, kind of like in, what is it? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There was like no way I could stop. And it was really unnerving. I didn't need to have so much control, but I, I really felt like I was losing myself. I was losing my connection to all the big dreams that I had for the rest of my life. And I thought, my life can't be over in perimenopause. This is like crazy. I'm going to live to a hundred. Like, I don't understand how this could be. So I think that was really the, the pivotal moment. It was, it's either I do this because it makes sense. Like functional medicine makes sense to me. So I either do it or I suffer and I, and I accept responsibility for having a pretty crap life, mm. you know, maybe not crap life, but crap life experience. Yeah. And I, I just wasn't willing to have that. I have too many things I want to do. I have too many, too many birds to help, you know? <laughs> yeah. Too many lakes to paddle on kayak. <laughs> I have too many, too many dreams, too many people mm. to help. It was, a, you got to have purpose. And if purpose is just sitting in front of a TV and, and being in pain all the time and crying and sleeping, it didn't fit my sense of purpose mm. that I had laid out for my life. So it was a no brainer. I, I actually had no choice. I had to do it. I believe the research too. I, I think that was helpful, you know. For those people who maybe aren't in the health industry, who aren't in that world where they're like, you know, they 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 devour as much as they can about how the digestive system works or how the liver works or how, you know, all how those systems work together. They understand those fundamentals. It's easy for us to go once you start reading some new research to just say, oh, that sounds amazing. I'm going to start applying that. It, it, it is a little easier for us and it is for somebody who has no foundational knowledge and they're just like grasping and they're terrified and they're just like in pain and hurting and have no control over you know the tra- trajectory that their life is taking and that's why you need geeks like us to kind of go yeah. whoa <laughs> we, you got it like you can master this without mm-hmm. needing a, a masters degree or a phd in this stuff if you if you pay attention to your inner calling what your true be- uh, why is for your life and then commit to reaching that with guidance from people who really got your back like you and me and, you know we have we are very genuine we really want to help people we wouldn't be putting all this work in if if we didn't yeah. so you know it, it they just need to find people like us to help them navigate that and then boom they can do what I did yeah and they start paddling all those lakes.
0: Yes. I love that. <laughs> and I love I love what you shared. I love the answer to that question that you gave because mm, I resonate so much with that. The real, innate, strong knowing that this life is meant to be amazing. And not necessarily challenge-free, but it's supposed to be profound and purposeful and wonderful. Um, and so, yeah, not accepting anything less than that.
1: <laughs> and and it doesn't mean the suffering isn't wonderful. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I think we have to do that in order to get to the other side. And and uh, and to really dial in what our why really 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 is, yeah. I ask patients all the time, please, like, get, get specific. Really dialing what it feels like, smells like, looks like, is like. You you living that why that that life because you'll go there. Yeah, you will go. You know this. You'll go there in the mind. If you go there in the mind, you'll go there in the body at some yeah. point. You'll you'll start making more commitments and and doing all the work. So I think suffering to really be the driver that aligns you with the, the things that can help you navigate that and get to that why. Some people allow it to be an excuse to stay small and to live small. And I have no judgment. It's it's their journey. And that can be miraculous too. It's a journey. They got the life. They, they have the gift of life. But I would argue that having spectacular life experiences that grow from discomfort. I like people getting into your discomfort zone is the only way you can grow. And so I tell people all the time, get in a discomfort zone every day with something. You, It's miraculous. It's amazing. You just, you just grow, grow, grow. And you just have this magnificent life that you just want to talk about all the time and share experiences with others. And I don't know. It's a, uh, can't imagine any other way to think about it Mm, I love the same beliefs (laughs) yeah I know and two things the first thing
0: like you said the suffering piece I I always envision I and I kind of talk about this I've talked about this in past episodes especially when it comes to relationships so I feel like in my relationship now with my fiance like we have such a beautiful relationship it's so Loving and communicative, and there's so much about it that I'm so deeply appreciative of and I've also had the opposite, like really literally, like the pendulum was swung all the way the other way. I mean just really you know the the kind of things we call like really toxic abusive relationships in order for me to acknowledge to know to truly know the profound, deep love and like just value of the relationship I'm in, that pendulum swung one way so we could swing all the way to the other side.
1: Because you allowed
0: it though, but it's because you allowed
1: the door, you allowed the energy to swing that way. Mm -hmm. Some people block it and you, Mm -hmm. you said, I'm, I'm a while. (laughs) Yes, but you did (laughs) it. A long time.
0: Yes, I did it. I did it. Absolutely. and. I believe that with with everything the contrast is part of that right it's what brings us the clarity I I went through those experiences so that I could know what I needed what I wanted and I think with health that often happens too is we we don't really know how important our health is until we are struggling
1: with it absolutely i mean i try i've tried for years to help Uh, younger people diagnosed with Hashimoto's uh, navigate that and it's been very difficult because they don't have the the experience of suffering and so I just always say I'm going to lead a horse to water I I can't make drink but but at least they know where the water is so that those young people when it starts to go south because it will when it starts to go south because we live in a very toxic environment right when it goes south they can pivot sooner because they'll remember that there's information outside of mainstream that can help them navigate that sooner. So they don't uh, develop the debilitation that goes along with, you know, the hundred plus autoimmune diseases that I love working with. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather stop it earlier if I can, but uh, you do need to have some, some contrast and, the 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 wish i guess is and i guess every parent probably goes through this with (laughs) their kids is they say oh please listen to me don't don't date that person or don't, don't don't move there don't do this and you're like oh it's my life i'm gonna do what i want and that's it that's the miraculous part is that the we have this life that's such a a gift with its pendulums yeah and Sometimes you're going to swing real far. Sometimes you eventually learn, I think, to go, well, I'm swinging this way. I don't really want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll learn sooner. I'll go here. And I would bet that you with your your fiance, you're going to have little rocky roads here and there, but you, because you've got a very solid foundation, which everything is about the solid foundation, because you've learned how to build a, not a good foundation with somebody that taught you how to build this beautiful solid foundation. And now, if you need to replace a door, you can the whole house isn't going to fall apart.
0: yeah, I love that oh. analogy. Yeah.
1: But, and it's so, and it really does apply to health as well because
0: definitely there is a foundation with health too.
1: yeah, I believe there's four pillars, and I think it's really easy. Uh, you basically have to be really good with uh, the foundations of eating for your body, so it needs to make sense. And when you're dealing with an autoimmune condition, there's always going to be some uh, immune reactivities to proteins and foods so once you figure that out you stop irritating the immune system so much everything calms down but we have to change the environment that the body is in so that it suits the body you know so many of us try to force ourselves uh, we just eat whatever you know society shows us and thinks oh that has no impact on me it has all the impact on you and so as does you know hydration and what you drink and um you know those fundamentals of physiology so that's you know the e a is you gotta have mental physical spiritual activities you can't just work out like a fiend and do hit workouts every day and boot camp eat terribly not have any kind of uh, really good mindset awareness of your body and expect to thrive you need to get the foundation parts in and it doesn't have to be difficult S is everything for sleep and rest. If you don't sleep, you can't heal. That's it. There's no more simple way to look at health than that. If you cannot sleep, you cannot heal. And so the sooner we get you sleeping, the more your body can start to heal, even if all the other things aren't in line. That's basically like health 101. (laughs) And then why is everything to do with your saying yes yesterday? It's about self-commitment, changing your relationship to self and your relationship to your environment including food, including those people you socialize with, uh, the books you read, the movies you watch, you know, all those inputs. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I, I think it can be easy. And so I, I frame it this way with a lot of my patients and it, it's meaningful to me and perhaps it will resonate with you. We have a certain body that, you know, we have a certain genetics, we can influence that genetics. We aren't married to it completely. We aren't just our genetics the environment influences what gets turned on and what gets turned off. And that can happen throughout life. And uh, so knowing that you can have that influence is powerful. Just just that one thing alone. Uh, Number two, though, other influences, the chemicals around you, the the moods that you have because of interactions with other people, all those things, anything in the environment can influence the body you currently have. And if it's been declining for years with lots of pressures, it means if you have all these symptoms, I don't care if it's a diagnosis, it doesn't need to have a name. it's just discomfort, sometimes very severe, and it's in, it's in patterns that look like a disease. If you have symptoms that are uncomfortable for you, it means your body is not in alignment with the environment, in alignment with the environment that you've put it in. Mm. So then the power is within you, not within a pill. I don't, it could be a medication or a supplement. It's not within that pill you don't have a pill deficiency. It's not within, um, you know, it's because of a surgery or lack of surgery. It's nobody else's responsibility. It is yours. You then have the power to say, I can change my environment. It doesn't have to be done overnight. It's just, it's a process. And as you keep navigating that, the sum is greater than the parts and your body goes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Big hug, big hug. Thank you for finally listening to me. And all these symptoms start to disappear. And you could have the most horrible diagnosis and still get some recovery. I think there's always a point of turning backwards and reversing disease, you know, for the most part anyway. Mm. And, uh, and that's about empowering somebody to go, oh, my God, I can change the trajectory of my life with these simple tools. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be anything. You just have to be committed to yourself enough to do these things. Mm. So I'm a big fan of, of what I call the four easy pillars, but I mean, we all know this, but we, what happens, I think in, in our careers, we just kind of glance over them. You know, we get these patients that come in, they got these big nasty illnesses and, you know, diagnoses and they're terrified and they're crying and, uh, you know, I deal with a lot of patients with infertility, which of course is extremely emotional, um, and a lot of autoimmune disease, especially you know in the 40s and 50s. So huge emotions, lots of trauma, lots of you know discomfort, and the it's easy to go, oh, you know, of course they drink their water. Oh, of no. course they know what to eat. Oh, you know, of course they they sleep okay. Of course, we glance over these foundations, acting like they know better but if they did, they wouldn't probably wouldn't be in the position they're in pending any kind of accident, you know, but they're not going to be in those positions. So I think in, you know, functional medicine in particular, we've sort of lost touch with the the foundations actually of that medical discipline. It's become very expensive, very uh, elitist, very, uh, you know, test dominant, fancy test dominant, actually, not just some simple blood work. And uh, it's, it's out of reach for a lot of people. They've overcomplicated it. I don't think it needs to be. And so I think I'm part of a movement of people who were just going, hey, you've got to talk about the basics. We have to teach these people. And the best way to do that is in a group so that it's affordable. Everybody's learning the same stuff, but they can personalize it and they get self empowered. They've got accountability with peers. You can coach them at a, you know, as, as a big group and they just learn so much more. And, uh, and that has been a major change in my practice this year. And it's been huge. I, I've helped more people doing it that way than I ever do one-on-one. Mm. Teaching the same stuff. Yeah. Because they have a peer group and they're doing it themselves. It's just, I don't know, it's just so wonderful. Instead of putting the, their power in my hands, which I don't want, we're putting it back into their hands and saying, do these things, commit to yourself. Have some non-negotiables. Try it for a while. Prove to yourself how amazing your body is. It is amazing. Mm, it is. You don't even have to understand all the details. When you do, it's fun because I'm geeky. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to in, in order to recognize just how incredible it is and how forgiving it can be, yeah
0: yeah
1: so I that's my that. philosophy. Yeah. Mm.
0: And it's great that you brought that up because I do think that people tend to think of functional medicine as being very expensive, right? And we have kind of a system that in many ways excludes alternative um, ways of healing by making it more expensive or by making uh, the doctor kind of the norm, right? The allopathic path, the norm. That's covered by your insurance. The other things aren't. And so making it accessible for people, making it affordable for people, I think is a huge, it's a huge gift and also a huge opportunity for people who otherwise wouldn't even look down that path to say, hey, this is an option for me.
1: Let me explore this. Yeah, I've become a convert with the group programs. I still do one-on-ones for finessing after they've mastered the foundation because whatever's left over that's really fun to to play with and that's where you can really bring in these really fine tools figure out what's really what else is really going on and and navigate that be more precise with your your treatment strategies Uh, and that's really fun and I think you need guidance really significant guidance for that but the group the the group programs are amazing I mean they're probably so fun too they are so much fun. Yeah, I didn't think it would be so much fun. And there's so much creativity involved, like, because you're trying to, you know, reach so many different ways of thinking, you know? And, yeah. uh, right? So there's auditory, visual. Um, there's, We have really short attention spans. So there's all of that too. And you're trying to teach them all these really complex things and simplified, easy to chew kind of manners over time. Mm. And I think... Because I promote always putting the power back in the patient's hand or the, the, the client's hand, they start, t- it, they start um, really living what they're reading. They're living it. It becomes who they are. And then they can't imagine doing anything different because yeah. they're practicing it for a little while. Groups is, is the way to go. It's it, very affordable. But I will say that it gets really expensive when you get really sick. Yeah. So as much as I like, I believe, too, like we talked about that you need to have some suffering. You need sort of that opposites. You need the yang to see the yin. (laughs) you know, you need you need the opposites to see the other. Um, The sooner you get on that track of foundational healing and supporting yourself and really committing to yourself and not putting the power in somebody else's hands, allopathic or otherwise, actually, or even alternative. Like, I mean, it's right. As as soon as you start getting on that wagon and you start really self-committing, it's going to cost you less, even if it costs you a nice bit for the programs, the groups, or even a bit of one-on-one out of pocket is worth every penny if you commit to yourself because it will save you so much money down the road. Well, if you live longer, you might spend more money. You might need (laughs) to make more money, but it's like, but you're having a life experience. You're increasing. I always talk about increasing, increasing your health span.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yes you want quality of life but you want healthy yeah oh yeah so you want a long health span mine was getting crunched down to nothing yeah and I I I really thought I was going to end up in a wheelchair and be dependent my be dependent on my partner for the rest of my life I I can't imagine that so uh, you know as soon as you pivot that's a good word as soon as you as soon as you pivot uh and you keep pivoting and you keep committing to yourself and doing the 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 foundation stuff in the end, it costs you an enormous amount less in terms of financial commitment, in terms of time commitment, actually, going to practitioners for help, reading uh, you know on the internet, you know, doing Dr. Google, which I don't have an issue with you know people being seekers, but if you're always having to look for the next answer, yeah you know, it, it, the answer is usually within the person, yeah, and so teaching them that uh, saves them a lot of energy expenditure that they can put towards their big goals
0: yeah and I think it's really important that you mentioned that the idea of addressing these things when it's not so big because we tend to put our health second or third or fourth or last but when we don't prioritize it it actually affects all the other aspects of your life: your finances, right, your family relationships, your friendships, your work. I mean, your your passions. Everything that's really important is affected when we don't prioritize our well-being and our health. And our I mean, and that's not just physical. Our mental health, our our literally the way that we think and and our memory and how we experience life. I mean, those are all. Affected by the quality of life that we lead. And that is really determined by how healthy we are. And so I think there is something really powerful about putting your health first and really saying, like, this is a priority now, not when it gets so bad that I don't have a choice, but
1: now. I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial. Mm -hmm. uh, But I I actually believe this. Uh, We are conditioned to believe that what we do doesn't affect our health all that much. Mm. We are conditioned to believe that our genes, you know, make us who we are. So if your dad had arthritis, you're going to have arthritis. We've been conditioned by the powers that be that you have to look outside yourself for the answers to a health crisis and that they should be able to help you when you get really, really sick. But that almost never happens. In fact, when you go in the allopathic world, typically they're just watching you decline. When they're testing your blood and they're looking at things and they're looking to see if you need a higher dose of medication or maybe you need surgery now or maybe it's developed into yet another disease name. Another array of symptoms that looks like, you know, that pattern of disease. And you know, we've been indoctrinated to believe that the power is outside of ourselves. I believe, and I believed that I was I was in that system. My mom was a nurse for 25 years. I was totally indoctrinated until, and even, even as an alternative health care practitioner, I was a doctor of Chinese medicine for over two decades. And even with that, you know, other belief system overlaying what I was taught as from you know babyhood, I still gave my power away. If I got depressive, I might go to the doctor and say, I, I maybe I needed an antidepressant oh my God, I don't have a, a, you know, a pill deficiency. I have a lifestyle misalignment, typically. I mean, and so I know there's some, you know, exceptions there, but generally speaking, that's the truth. And so, yeah, once I started to realize, oh my God, the door, like the windows just opened and everything just cleared. And I was like, oh my God, the sun's out. And I go, oh my God, I get to choose the trajectory of my health i get to choose to make new decisions every day and i own them and if i fall off that wagon for a moment i pivot as fast as possible and get back on no judgment keep going Mm -hmm. the more i learn what is uh, my angelo and oprah when you know better you do better Mm -hmm. and i just keep learning and i just say i'm going to keep growing and that's why i'm so studious and so that's why i'm so passionate like you to teach people that they have it within themselves to do all this stuff and if they just took back the power it doesn't mean they don't go to an allopathic doctor it doesn't mean that they don't maybe sometimes get one-on-one care with these uh you know quote-unquote on alternative practitioners or integrative kind of practitioners but they own the outcome they own the choices and they play a pivotal part they're the they're they are the hub of the wheel they get to decide where that wheel turns and whether it turns it's not the practitioners that do that they need to be guided, not told what to do. Have you, do you know who uh, Joe Polish is? I, I do not know who Joe Polish is. Uh, he's so fantastic. He's a, he's a pretty great marketer. He, he runs Genius Network, and uh, I follow him. He's a pretty spectacular person. And uh, he says, I don't want to be the sage on the stage. I want to be the guide on the side.
0: I love it.
1: Right? Brilliant. I mean, I, I, use that all the time and because I really believe that right now I feel sort of sagey, but I'm not, I, I, I purposely now try to be the guide on the side and the patient is the focus and they get to make the ultimate decisions. Yeah. I just say here, I think this would be very great for you. I think this would be pivotal. What do you think? Mm. Can we come to terms with that? And once they own it, they'll most likely do it. And then they see the response. And then they can thank their own body for it. Not me. Yeah, I just, was a guide on the side.
0: Mm, I I love that. <laughs> I love the, Not the sage on the stage, but the guide on the side. And I do think that that is, you know, as a coach as well, it's, it's really, a, I have a similar philosophy because my goal is not to make somebody dependent on me, right? My goal is to help someone become as independent as possible. Absolutely right, and so what a gift! And then to share that with people who can then share it with their families, their children, right? Yeah, I mean that is the ultimate gift.
1: You can't ask for anything better. No, (laughs) I mean like you really can't. Like if you if you really want to go, you know, out with a bang in life and and say I gave it all and I had great purpose, I don't know any better purpose than to always be giving in a way that expands. Yeah. And that you're not always the central piece in it. The others are. Mm. You're the central piece in your own life. And and that's what you're and and I would argue too that I learned from everybody I interact with. I'm open to that. I wasn't always when I was younger, but I I am. And and I I feel like every time I talk, I'm teaching myself too. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I'm channeling my inner old person and saying, hey, you you can, you can teach yourself new tricks too. Yeah. Um, He also says, and I think you would resonate with this too, Joe Polish. Uh, This is pretty profound. He says, I don't always want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be in a room where everyone's getting smarter. Yes. And so I think of the group situation where, uh, you know, you can have a lead practitioner who is coaching these really complex topics on how to, you know, get to the nitty gritty foundational stuff. That sounds pretty smart, but you want to elevate the intelligence level, not just the knowledge, but the way to integrate all that knowledge. That's intelligence, not just you can go to any blog and read an enormous amount of information and you don't know how to apply it. So you get the guide on the side teaching to elevate the intelligence, the smartness of the whole room. And you can do it all together. And everybody interacts, all the energy of everybody interacts with everybody instead of just the one on one. There's power in one on one. But not to be done as often, I think, anymore as group. Yeah. There's more power in the group.
0: There is. I am rereading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's such a good. It just never gets old. That could be done. That could be read every year. Every year. Every (laughs) year. But yeah, and he talks about the power of of the mastermind. And I'm actually reading a book on audio. It's on Audible. And it's called Happy Pocketful of Money. I read that one too.
1: Did you? I yeah. love
0: that. I love it. It's great. It's great. And and they both Napoleon Hill and this author, who I'm I'm not exactly exactly sure what the book uh the author is, but mm-hmm. I will list it. But it's it's really great, but they both talk about the power of groups. There is such an incredible power. It literally multiplies the the impact and the vibration and the frequency and the intention and it's just so incredibly powerful and i i love thinking of that because so when you're so passionate about something sometimes it feels like you're alone you know especially yes. when you see the things going on that are uh, countering to that you're like how am i gonna change this how am i gonna make a difference but to know that there are other people out there who also want what you want who see the vision that you see and then and and knowing that is already powerful and then connecting with those people i mean how incredible is that and then also to have that experience as a human to connect with someone over something that you are so passionate about and co-create something really powerful whether it's in the physical or, you know, in just in frequency is so incredibly amazing.
1: So imagine then these people who are seeking and haven't felt that resonance yet, start to feel that little bit of resonance from you yeah. or from, you know, whatever group you're curating or yeah. you know, hosting. And then they start to get excited by that. And then their energy, their frequency elevates, And then that expands to all their people yeah. because we're a social animal and we can't get away from that even the most anti-social person is social
0: yeah totally
1: <laughs> there is I mean we have to, we rely on each other and there's an there is that connection to everything not yeah. just other people yeah so I, we need that to thrive and yes. and I for I was not taught that and I I know you were either I I would I would argue you weren't you know when you're in your coaching uh, schooling we're taught to do one-on-one Yes, you have been indoctrinated again with that that yeah. it, you know it's only good if it's one on one and you're getting the full attention of that practitioner. Right. And I think that that has been overdone. Yeah. And I think that it again puts the power in the practitioner's hands and yeah. boy that's a lot to carry, you know, and I don't carry that anymore. Yeah. I just don't carry that responsibility. My responsibility is to myself to walk the talk and then to try to Elevate energy through mm-hmm. my intention of teaching what I think I know today that may change tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> and I'm open to that. And I tell that all the time. And I say, this might be a good answer for you. Maybe tomorrow we'll do something different. But yeah. you have to choose and you have to commit. and You have to do the work and watch everybody around you elevate. And you can't help but elevate. And if you, you don't, can. you choose to not elevate and you leave. Yes. Yeah. Not the right time, yes, and that's okay. I don't yeah. have any judgment about that anymore. I used to, yeah. I used to go, why don't they want to do this? How come <laughs> they? Why do they keep eating dairy? Like, yeah. why? <laughs> they have autoimmune diseases. Why <laughs> are they? Why are they listening to me? yeah I could give them fifty papers, yeah, you know, research papers, and they don't listen to me. And now I go, yeah. next. I did my best. Yes,
0: yeah. beautiful. Because beautiful. there are so many people out there who are
1: praying for what you have to share. I think they are. I think they're seeking, I think they're looking for people like you and I. I think they're they're trying really hard to resonate at a higher level. I think they intuitively know they that it's possible. Yeah. But they've lost or never had the connection to themselves that said it was possible through themselves. Yeah. And so the more I can talk and reach more people and same for you and teach more people that they got the answers inside. They just haven't allowed themselves to believe that. Yeah. Is, I mean, that's why I do these interviews is why you do them. This is why we work so hard on our programs is why we study so much. This is why we personalize all our treatments and, you know, all the things we do and we give up our Saturdays for elevating somebody else's life. Yep. while taking care of our own. So it's a massive mission. It's a massive purpose, sense of purpose. All right. So I want to
0: kind of navigate a little bit just around functional medicine, because I feel like we haven't really dug into that yet. And I want to make sure that we talk about that. So I know that you ended up going back to the basics. That's mm-hmm. something that's really, really a huge part of what you teach and what you share in your work. Um, so what kind of motivated you to go back to the basics? Yeah, I'd love to know a little bit more about that.
1: Sure. That's a great question. I love your question. Um, so I love the detail of medicine. It, I love it from a Chinese medicine paradigm and I love it from the Western paradigm. Blending them has been a joy. But when you're dealing with people one on one all the time, they're not going to want to know how the mitochondria works at its basic level. Mm-hmm. They aren't going to, it's overkill. You know, they don't necessarily know how, need to know how the Krebs cycle truly works. They don't have to know all the detail. And even though that's geeky, super fun for me, and I do as many courses as I can to kind of come to that under, better understanding for the physiology, I, I don't really need it to practice good quality integrative care. That was a big aha moment for me last March. So March 15th is my birthday. And last year I was turning 50 and I went to a cabin by myself uh, and just had the whole week to totally decompress, sort of get down to my roots, reconnect with the earth, have some campfires in the house, in the cabin. You know, it was really, really idyllic, but there was still a lot of ice on the water and, and on the lake and I couldn't go kayaking. And I was like really miffed. So I was like really anxious. So I went down to the beach and I was laying there and it was a bit misty. It was a tiny bit cold, but you know, cause there's still ice on the water and I was kind of irritated that I couldn't get on the water. And I thought, why can't healing be easy? Why can't my life be easy? And I was just like having this little mini 50 year old tantrum <laughs> the day before my birthday <laughs> And I was all by myself, and it wasn't. I think there was some birds in the tree above me, and uh, so I sat back on the beach on my jacket, and I just started tapping. So the emotional freedom technique, and I, you know, that's based on acupuncture points. And so I was having this conversation with myself, trying to get myself out of this little tizzy because I thought, gee, I should be like really relaxed, you know, after this week at the at the lake, one of my favorite places on the planet. And I I just started tapping, and and all of a sudden I said of course it can be easy. I get to decide if it's Mm -hmm. easy. And I've been deciding that it's not Mm. for 50 years. And so I said, well, how can I deliver that to myself so that I can heal and then translate that for other people and help them heal in an easy manner too? So, because I've made, I used to make all the treatment plans were like 18 pages and, you know, too much detail and too many supplements. It was like green medicine in place of Western medicine. And I thought, ah, this can't be functional. This, this doesn't even function. It, it, it doesn't, it stops the patient in their tracks. It makes it too difficult. It's overwhelming and they won't get any traction, no momentum, and I've lost my ability to help them. So I, I just didn't want to practice like that anymore. I was either I was going to stop practicing and just do acupuncture for the rest of my career or I had to change something. So I, I did. And the tapping helped me. And then I sat up, I, I bolted up on, <laughs> you probably relate to this. I bolted up on the beach. And I was like, oh, it can be easy. And then I said, well, how can I make it easy for myself? And I started thinking about how can I make easy an acronym? Mm. And then I came up with that four easy pillar, the easy way I call it. And uh, I said, and I could hardly wait to get home. I just got up to the cabin and I was—I started scribbling and I came up with all these cool ideas. And I think I brain dumped probably 30, 40 pages of information that was just like coming from the universe through me. It was just like channeling. And, and it was after that I came back home and I was renewed and I started treating people very differently. I, I stopped doing as many one-on-one uh, and I started to develop a group program. I lost almost 50 pounds in a very short period of time yeah about eight weeks i lost 35 in eight weeks and within a few months i was down 50 wow yeah like and it was so freaking easy yeah oh isn't that beautiful i just yes so so that's why why i changed from going functional medicine doesn't need to be this high level unattainable expensive always expensive yeah path to wellness and I thought I can use the precepts, the concepts, the, I can still use all the ways the body works and all the knowledge I have, but teach it in a, a more fundamental way so that the people who don't have that training can understand it and then apply it without feeling so much overwhelm in a stepwise fashion. And it, everybody who does it, like the, even if they don't have weight on their inflammation goes down, but if they have weight on the average loss is like 25 to 30 pounds in six weeks wow. and it's really healthy. And so it's just about resetting the metabolism, which is, you know, metabolism is how your cells you know, manage the right. input, the fuel input from your food and yeah. create new fuel for your cells to, to work properly. So it's, it's about resetting the metabolism, resetting your relationship to yourself mm. front and center resetting your relationship to your environment also front and center
0: yeah
1: mostly it's about mindset and once the mindset gets dialed in everything else in the easy process is easy yeah (laughs) and that's how I kind of took high level functional medicine and integrative care which is really complex and I kind of it's like alchemy I sort of just made it into some gold you know, and it would just all sort of gelled together and just made this beautiful idea. Mm. And and because I walked very quickly, I went home and I walked the talk and I proved to myself that it's doable. How do you not shout that from the rooftop? Yeah. It doesn't mean it's the only way, but it is a way and it's an easy way. Mm. <laughs> yes, I love that so much, and, and it even helps people with uh, complex autoimmune diseases. And and that was a big passion of mine. Uh, you know, it's they suffer a lot, and it's not because they chose to consciously, and but they can choose consciously to not suffer yeah. so much. That that that's pretty powerful. I love I love teaching them.
0: I have three questions that we ask all of our guests. And I also want to preface that by asking you a question because we had this beautiful conversation before we started recording about talking to our hundred-year-old self. And this is something that you've done. And so, yeah, I just want to ask you the question that to me is so profound, which is what
1: would your hundred-year-old self say if she could speak to you now? I have a conversation with my hundred-year-old self every day. <laughs> she's like my go-to guru. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was telling you earlier, that came through a, a really cool meditation that I did uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, it was life-changing. So I have this conversation with her all the time. So she's telling me all something all the time. If she was saying something to me today, she'd say, you got this. And whatever's for you doesn't miss you. So. I find that talking to her on the regular basis allows me to just allow whatever's showing up in my life instead of trying to control the direction that my life goes so often, which is what I used to do. And I used to beat myself up about it. And now she's taught me not to beat myself up about it. Because if it's in front of you, it's just for you to look at. And then you can pivot if you want to. You don't have to if you don't want to. And I, I own that. And so she's really proud of me. Mm, I can imagine she's very proud of you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. The second question is, so on the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, we ask, what is your definition of
1: beauty? Mm. Beauty is your sense of deep, authentic ownership of this gift of a life that you have. It is whatever it shows up as. I don't uh, think I always thought of beauty that way. I always thought it was just what we see on the outside, or maybe just being kind. But now I think it's everything that shows up, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the great. And it's all sort of meant to be there. And I think that whole mixture is beauty.
0: Mm. What is your favorite inner or
1: outer beauty tip for our listeners? Ooh, this is one of my favorite things to do. I have you ever heard of gua sha?
0: I have heard of gua sha. I love gua sha very much.
1: uh, It's very much a Chinese medicine uh, tool, Uh, just like acupuncture. But gua sha can lead to uh, bruising, so you you want to use it on on your skin with less intense pressure uh, when you're doing this beauty tip every night well almost every night i should say so five six sometimes seven times a week especially in my 40s now in my 50s for sure i do gua sha on my face using some beautiful oils from companies that i love and they're all very clean very very organic um very soothing, especially to my mature skin. And I have a whole routine that I do uh, Gua sha on my neck, my whole neck, my face, and it drains um, a lot of the lymphatic fluid. It helps stimulate collagen production, uh, blood flow. And uh, I, I love it. Like it's one of my very favorite things. And I combine it with dry brushing is my morning routine. And then, and that's for my full body and that's to help with lymphatic drainage. And then the nighttime is that Gua Sha routine with Mm. my favorite oils. So yeah, it's one of my very favorite things. Uh, It's one of the mini courses I'll be developing here pretty soon with uh, how I do it.
0: Amazing. I love Gua Sha and I love dry brushing. I've been doing that for like (laughs) over 10 years. And the more I learn about the lymphatic system, the more I'm so grateful that I have this practice because it really is. I learned recently, you know, we have systems, we have our hormones, we have all these systems in our body and the lymph system is really probably number one for like, like prioritizing, like it's really, really important to prioritize your lymphatic system and the health of your lymphatic system. So yeah, dry brushing, it's so simple and yet it's so
1: incredibly powerful. Well, the problem with the, the lymphatic drainage is that it doesn't have a pump like the circulatory system does but it has this huge network of vessels that basically mirror where the vascular uh, vessels go including in the brain which has the lymphatic system and it has to drain every night that's why we have to sleep
0: yeah
1: and uh, but if because it doesn't have a pump you have to move you need those micro movements of the body and you know a lot of us sit for yeah. 12 hours a day or then we're watching TV and then we're laying down sleeping and we don't <laughs> yeah. we, know we don't move a lot and uh dry brushing guasha, self massage even just self rubbing rubbing which they call i think havening, uh, all that stuff is powerful just getting up doing slight movements a couple of squats you know patting yourself like qigong uh, patting yourself and getting the, the movement is super powerful for clearing out cellular debris and getting the immune system to kind of all those cells to sort of travel around the body and get to where it needs to go and clean up cancer cells dying cells replenishing cells, clearing out, you know, bacteria that shouldn't be in certain places, viruses that shouldn't be in certain places, parasites that shouldn't be in certain places. And if you don't do that and everything pools, you're going to be sicker longer. And so, especially from an autoimmune perspective, boy, we really got to move the lymphatic system. So that was powerful for me the last couple of years, getting heavy into guasha and dry brushing. So I'm glad you do it too. That'll keep you young forever. Forever. Yeah. I love it. Well, and it always makes me think of
0: Pilates, which is something that I love and <clears throat> I'm certified as a practitioner. And ah, cool. One of the things Joseph Pilates said is, You're only as young as your spine is flexible. Absolutely. You know, and I think that applies to so many things and thinking of just the way that we move and, and, you know, our, our culture really sits so much and we tend to get really stiff. And
1: even the, and even looking at phones, we're bent yeah. down so
0: much. We're like turtleneck. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: so it's important to really prioritize like movement and flexibility and, and even with the skin and the fascia, the fascia, I mean, under the skin too, it's like, how can we remain flexible? It's by like moving and, and, and rubbing and touching and all of that and, and hydrating and hydrating. Yes,
1: yeah. But I, I would, uh, you can do guasha uh, If you have a nice, beautiful tool, I have um, some obsidian ones. They're beautiful. If you ever want to know. an obsidian them, one too. I love them. <gasps> and so I, I do, and sometimes I'll just do it on my arms and bring all the lymph up from my arms and hands uh, up into my chest and help it drain. Or you can use it on your legs, yeah. bring it up bring it up and, and just to let it drink. I wonder if that would be amazing after a Pilates mm, session.
0: absolutely. It's amazing. Be, oh yeah. yeah.
1: I think that would be, you can even do it on your head. I yeah. often do that, finish my evening routine uh, with it on my head. It helps me sleep better.
0: It's so, it's such a great treatment to do after a red light too, because Big it fan. starts to detoxify the body, right? And then you're moving that
1: that those toxins up. Through you could the do it while areas. you do red light therapy. So if there you there have you a Juve or Orion, sit yeah. it in front of you. I have uh, small ones and big ones. Yeah. Sit it in front of you. You could be multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is not necessarily good, but that's what we do. So yeah. you can multitask. Have that what six eight inches away, and you're doing your whole gua sha treatment, not directly in your eyes with the red light. Yeah. But you can do your whole gua sha treatment. You can even do it with your eyes closed. You know, maybe I'll do a video where I'm, I'm just doing, doing it with my eyes closed so I can prove that you can do it with your eyes closed. You can, yeah, you can totally, you can even,
0: if you're going to sleep, you can lay there and do it while you're going to sleep. Absolutely.
1: It changed how my face looked. Yeah. It, It changed how it looks without makeup. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're dealing with these complex debilitating illnesses and you're starting to decline, everything starts to go. I mean, you, you, you talk of all these systems, but really it's just one big system. And it just starts to get congested and it and it just decays and declines. And I really noticed it in my face, but now I don't mind going for a walk with no makeup on. Yeah. And I'm almost 51 years old. I have, I have some, you know, I like crows the most, so I like crows <laughs> feet, but uh, I do like to make them not quite so yeah. deep. Well, you look amazing. Oh, you're very kind. Yeah,
0: you do. And you, You exude that because it's not just, I mean, if I've learned anything from this podcast and the many amazing people that have been on here, including yourself, it's that beauty is so much more than what we see with our naked eye. It's the energy someone exudes and you definitely have that beautiful energy. So,
1: Well, I think the the name of your podcast is excellent, Biohack Your Beauty. Because beauty, and you could talk and talk and talk for years, because there's so many levels of ways to influence, which is one of my favorite words, to influence how your body functions at its best. Yeah. Isn't that really how your beauty shines through? Mm -hmm. Is by supporting all those wonderful things, including mindset, including physical, including eating, including hydration, including all these cool techniques we have. Yeah. And Pilates. And Pilates. I'm going to take Can't a Pilates, forget
0: Pilates.
1: Pilates. Oh, it's Listen, I, I love your group. So can I, can I offer them a, a freebie? Yes, please. We love freebies here. Yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure if they would want this, but it, it kind of it's in alignment with um, Biohacking Your Beauty. And it's a little mini course that I have. It's, I guess it's not so many. It's 10 modules. Um, but because I'm so heavily invested in supporting immune function at, with easy, what you call biohacks, these are things that people can just kind of pick off, and and just choose to do at their own rate. Uh, yeah, let them do it. It's called building uh, immune resilience the easy way.
0: Mm.
1: And so, yeah, let's let's do it for free. It's called it's at the easyway.ca, back uh, forward slash immune. So the easyway.ca forward slash immune, and I'll give them the coupon code. I'll get it set up right away, and it's E A S Y one hundred. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, I
0: will make sure that's in the show notes so you can just click the link and enter the code.
1: Yeah, how exciting. And, uh, Thank you. Yes, they're very welcome. And uh you know, maybe take a look at it yourself and
0: uh I definitely will. I hope
1: I hope I hope I hope I hope everyone listening to you realizes what a treat it is to be taught by you mm-hmm. and to be watching you as you evolve your own life and you talk through it. And you show by example how to navigate life without expecting perfection, but you're always growing. And I think that's beautiful. So I hope they realize just how powerful that is, that they've come into your orbit for that. And I'm glad I got into your orbit.
0: Thank you, Krista. Well, I'm very you're glad. You're a big planet. <laughs> I'm very glad, too. I'm very glad, too. This is absolutely wonderful and so Powerful! I can't wait to share this with everyone. Super excited for people to check out your course too. I think that's such a gift. So thank
1: it, you. It's a great course. It's really affordable. Beautiful people in there, and uh, you know, I'd love to have you as a guest sometime, and you can yeah, chat with them. I would. They, love they'd enjoy that. your energy. Yeah, I would love that. But don't be a stranger. I won't. Don't worry. We're not going to be strangers,
0: <laughs> especially because we got lots to talk about, including birds.
1: Especially, so. birds. Especially, Especially birds. Especially birds.
0: So, <laughs> um, last question: Where can people
1: find you? Mm. Uh, the easyway.ca is probably one of the best ways to find me, but they can find me on Facebook, AcuPlus uh, Acu Wellness. Clinic, and I have a website, uh, AcuPlusWellness.com, and I also have a a page called Hey Hashi. For those who have Hashimoto's, it's a pretty big group. And um, for people who really want to dial in on that specific collection of symptoms, I'm I'm pretty passionate about that. So I'd uh, love to be there. They can find mm-hmm. me all over the place. Yeah. I'll leave all in, the They'll links. find me. They can find me at IFM, the Institute <laughs> for Functional Medicine. I'm everywhere. Amazing. Yeah. You're Googleable. I'm Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I'll oh, leave all the answer. links
0: below so anyone who's, you know, who has a preference of where to go, they can
1: find you in the in the show notes. So yeah, they can always message me too through Facebook. Facebook's sort of my, sort of where I live. Amazing. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Krista, for being mm. here today. This was wonderful. I wish I could hug you. It's like virtual, virtual hug. Virtual is nice, but <laughs> but it's not, not especially when you're resonate across i mean i'm far away from you yeah i'm way up in canada and you're way down there and you know in the us and you know we're so far away and yet we can resonate through a screen yeah he's the voice and the the the, you know mannerism imagine if i got to meet you it'd be it it can totally happen i am not
0: i wouldn't be surprised if we met
1: yep no i i i I hope we can do that sometime you're you're Mm -hmm. a treasure your people need to know you're a treasure Thank you. Thank Mm. you. Well, as are you.